in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different. And welcome in to the Ingalls Studio here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Don't forget, seen everywhere at thesportsocracy.com. Just click on that live video link right on the front page of thesportsocracy.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can get into the comments. Welcome in to a Friday afternoon. It is a football Friday once again. As we will, of course, be going down every in and out of the AFC NFC championship games. It's also a snowing like a heathen monster outside. It's snowing Friday. outside, and I'm happy. Uh, uh, why? Because <laughs> I someone, love snow. As someone that drives a mobile death trap, I'm not sure that you should be that excited hey, about what's happening outside hey, right you now. You know what? It's all in the Lord's hands. Especially, and if today's the day he chooses to take me, at least there'll be snow on the ground. It'll be pretty and white. Well, except for the blood, it's pretty. All the blood, it's pretty and wet right now. It's just, (laughs) it's and it's snowing incredibly hard, and I don't like it. Right, right. It is a Friday, so as we do each and every Friday, we play beat the chief with Asheville Police Chief David Zach. You know. Yeah, Jeremy wins last week by a game. Nobody circles the wagons like the big mulleted ginger. Five and three in our eight picks last week because not only we picked against the spread, we also picked the uh, over-unders as well. So he was five and three. Chief was uh, four and four, and I was three and five. It was not the greatest. There was actually a point where I didn't think you were going to get a game right. Yeah, yeah, it, it was very, very close. Uh, we all we all whiffed on the Tennessee Cincinnati game because we both had Tennessee covering and we both had the over, and neither of those hit. Uh, of course, we did because they were playing the Bengals. Yeah, who and- you had to think there was going to be some letdown, but there wasn't. <laughs> and now we're here. And now we're here. Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs. In the AFC Championship game with San Francisco 49ers and the LA Rams in the NFC Championship game. Um, Asheville Police Chief David Zach joining us. Beat the Chief always brought to you by Clarissa Marshall of EXP Realty. Go to ClarissaSellsWNC.com. Chief, um, sorry about the thing that happened. I mean, 13 seconds. That's, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) He's trying to be measured because he doesn't want to cuss on Asheville Police Chief cusses on a local radio show. Uh, Yeah, it wouldn't be the last first time. When when we discussed this, uh, I sent him a text and said, we're going to do the whole first hour. We'll talk about each game individually, and I'll give you some platitude to talk about your bills, parentheses, if you're up for it. Horrible. Horrible. I'm not getting the feeling that he's really up for it. No. He's still sore. No, actually, you know what? Just like in the last day or two, I've actually like started watching the highlights. Okay. And like reading about football again. But yeah, I I had to take 
like four or five days off there. Yeah. I just could not, couldn't, couldn't watch television. If I saw a highlight or something, I had to turn it off. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to read about the local coverage. I didn't want to read about the national coverage. I didn't want to know nothing. Right. But, uh, so basically what that means oh. is he doesn't know that earlier this week we equated Josh Allen to Jim Kelly. Yeah. And what, in one fashion. So we we did this experiment at the beginning of the of of the week that you just the NFL recasts itself every decade, mm-hmm. and so you have the perennial winner, you have the perennial loser, which happened to be Jim Kelly for the nineteen nineties. You and then, sons of nine. And then Jeremy <laughs> predicts that Josh Allen is going to be the perennial loser for the twenty twenties. Well, here's the thing. I think I, when you go back to the Kelly era. Uh, they lost the AFC Championship. Then the following, the next year, they lost the divisional round. Right. Then they went to four in a row. Yep. And lost. Okay. So, so, if, you follow so if you follow, you're the on the. It's it's in the it's in the pipeline here. Right. But I just don't know. I I, I think with this quarterback, despite I think what a massive coaching failure in in the last minute of the game there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the pieces in place. This team is going to win a Super Bowl. Yep. I, I think just Allen is, is that good. He is that good. He I is agree. that good. But part of the problem that he has, though, is he is in the AFC, and there are so many good quarterbacks in the AFC right now between Lamar Jackson and Baltimore, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Now you got Burrow thrown into the mix, Justin Herbert with the chair with the Charger. I mean, every guy that we came up with, even Derek gonna, Carr. Even yeah. Derek Carr is capable of beating you on any given day. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, unless they <clears throat> hire who they apparently seem poised to. Yeah. Uh, we'll and... talk about that in the next hour. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. That could Stop be, that could hiring be people that know Bill Belichick. <laughs> it will not go well for you. It never does. It never does. But no, I think, I mean, that's what everybody's talking about is the, you know, the Mahomes-Allen matchup for years to come. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, uh... No, there, there's a few other names you need to add into well, that. Well, I mean, mix. this is going to be just like the, the, the 2000s, the early 2000s, the late 90s in the AFC, where you had you had Pittsburgh was always around, you had uh, New England, you had Indianapolis. I mean, the, the AFC was a dogfight back then, and it's going to continue to be for the next 10 years because you have all of these great quarterbacks leading these teams. So, I, I mean, I'm... I, I understand that you're upset, but I would feel pretty happy with where my franchise. Oh yeah, sits right I mean, now. yeah, I mean, you're not going to be able to compete with those teams without a stud. I mm-hmm. mean, you're you're not going to do, for instance, what San Francisco is doing right now. Right. You know, making it to to the NFC Championship game with a, a quarterback that that is not anywhere near that elite class. You, right. you may still be able to do that in the NFC for the few years, but oh, you're yeah. in the AFC. These guys are going to. They're all going to be there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all going to be there at some point. Yep. They're just all that good. All right, so the AFC Championship game, it's at 3 o'clock on Sunday. We will be covering all of the games, live reacting to all of the games, live on the YouTube stream. Just want to, if you haven't joined us for one of these yet, it's a whole lot of fun and we encourage you to do so. We do run on a bit of a delay. We'll do time checks so you can make sure that you're following along on your DVR along with us at the same time so you can kind of see it. But, you know, legalities in the NFL don't allow us to do play by play and recaps immediately as they're happening. But uh, anyway, 
you want to join in on that, thesportocracy.com is the website. Click on the live video link and hit that subscribe button. Uh, we will also be picking the best delivery pizza option. Two categories, since we're doing a seven-hour live stream. Right. I'd be remiss if I didn't do this. Seven hours of commercial-free <laughs> football. <laughs> so uh, tonight on the on all of the social medias, we will put out all of the delivery options that we have. Mm-hmm. We're going to pick four. We're going to go Dave Portnoy style, barstool, one bite. One Everybody bite. knows the rules. Yep. Except we're going pepperoni. Okay. I'm not doing cheese pizza yeah. because I'm not six years old. Okay. <laughs> I just, I refuse. Okay. All right. If I'm going to order pies, they're going to have the best ingredient on them. And this is not, are, are we limiting it, limiting it to chain restaurants? Or is this like, if we can get a pie delivered from favelas that's right down the street, are we including those? That's, that's the main question that I have at this point. But here's, here's how I'm going to answer that. I'm going to put up the graphic on social media, and whatever wins, wins. There you go. That's why so we are that. this. Yeah, that's why we are the sportsocracy. We let the the the, the Democratic Republic of Sports. I'm we just, let you decide. Here's what I'm saying. Uh, the one thing that I will tell you that we learned from yesterday when we mentioned this, I, I will not allow this little Caesar slander to continue. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you uh, if you keep talking ill of my pizza, just you know, okay. Little they don't Caesars. deliver. They don't deliver. Uh, so it's not. Are you serious? Oh, the deep dish little Caesars. It's just. It's, All right, I've never had the deep dish, but you got to remember, I'm from Buffalo. Oh the, yeah. The little Caesars and the Dominoes don't exist in Buffalo. They're, I mean, they're yeah, there, yeah, yeah. but there's a pizzeria on every, a local oh, pizzeria exactly. on every corner. Exactly. I've always wondered why do they exist there? Like, how do you make any money? <laughs> there's great pizza places everywhere because it's cheap. Because it's cheap, and I and I doubt that the mom and pop shops and the the corner stores or, or the corner pizzerias are. As, I mean, can you get a medium pizza for five bucks from one of these places? No, Probably no you'll not. you'll pay six and actually get a good one. Oh, I, indeed, <laughs> you know. indeed. I knew if I mentioned that in front of the New Yorker, I knew exactly how that was going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Path to good pathway to hell's paved. Well, two intentions. things you never argue about, or three things you never <laughs> argue with New Yorkers about: chicken wings pizza and political corruption it's it, it's no, we they, just they acknowledge know, it they, they, they know <laughs> just, all about all of it we live with all three right. on a daily basis <laughs> exactly, that's, exactly. The, that's your life <laughs> afc championship game kansas city kansas city chiefs cincinnati Bengals in arrowhead and cincinnati just so we all know has never lost an afc championship game two and oh all time 1981, and they, 1988. And they've they always been. ended up playing the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, they All have. are things that are possible. <laughs> and if you have the the cojones to bet it, it will pay you quite nicely. Right. This is the fourth time, the fourth time in a row that the Kansas City Chiefs have been to the AFC Championship game. There are three other franchises in the uh, in the AFC that have made four straight AFC championship games, and I want to see if you guys can name who they are. That have made four straight AFC championship games? Yes. I'll let him have his. Well, that's the Buffalo Bills. One's the Buffalo Bills, because they famously lost four Super Bowls in a row. How many are there? There there are four now with Kansas City, so we've got two of them. We've got Kansas City, Buffalo, and you have... Pittsburgh Steelers. No. New England? 
New England. New England, New England went New England. eight years in a row. Yeah, that yeah, was, the, that was uh, easy one. From 2011 to 2018, they went to eight AFC Championship games in a row. And then there's one more, and I you got to kind of turn the clock back a little yeah, bit for no this idea. one. This is probably beyond Miami. Miami. It's not Miami. No, my, I would have thought Miami in the 70s. Miami went three times in the 70s in a row. The Pittsburgh Steelers went three times in a row. But only one other team has gone four times in a row, and that is the Denver. Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I was going to say Denver. The, well, back oh, then they were the say, L.A. Raiders. I was about to say it was not the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> uh, that was back during the uh, John Madden years, back in the 70s. Uh, so anyway, just yeah, nice little trivia, trivia game there. But what is going to happen this weekend? We saw this game a month ago. Four weeks ago, we had Kansas City in Cincinnati. Cincinnati wins a thriller, 34-31. to They were able to pull a big comeback in the second half. What is to stop that from happening again? I, I don't like the chances for Cincinnati here. You have a stat. I have a stat. Mm-hmm. This is from the Elias Sports Bureau. Joe Burrow is the sixth player in NFL history to enter a conference championship game having been sacked 50-plus times. Yes. His 62 are bar none the most. You know how many wins those quarterbacks have? Zero. Zero. And that's my fear. My fear here is that exactly what I've been saying about Cincinnati all year long is going to come back to bite you. You've got a left tackle here that is miscast to me. Jonah Williams is a he's a right tackle. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah, You're... <clears throat> Right tackle situation is a little bleak. And now you've got to find some way to stop Melvin Ingram, and you've got to find some way to stop Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see it. I, I don't. I, I've, I just, I've said this all week long. I've read this book before of the spunky little team that somehow finds a way to get to the conference championship game. Mm-hmm. And you have that whole week of hope of, oh, what happens? But what if they do? And then they get to the title game, and they get squished like a bug on a windshield. Do they though? Yes, they do. I mean, Jacksonville is the only one that stayed within a touchdown. I was gonna say fits the parameters. What I'm talking. Yeah, I was gonna say Jacksonville. They only lost by four in that championship game four years ago. I think it was twenty-four to twenty was the final score. So I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. But that, but that's what we've been saying all year about Joe Burrow Mm -hmm. is that he he gets sacked way too much. However, despite the fact that he was sacked 62 times, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And and I can't get away from the fact that I think he's just that good. Oh, he's that good. Yeah. Oh, I don't think there's any question. That he's yeah. that good. And, and he's going to be good for a very long and, time. And I don't know how Kansas City... Unless he keeps getting sacked like that. See, I, don't, I, I can't see the same as you know you say Kansas City can get home their defense can get home in this one you don't know how that offensive line is going to stop them i don't know how they the, how that Kansas City secondary is going to stop Cincinnati well they're not i mean they're not i said this earlier in the week Jamar Chase had the 16th greatest game in NFL history for a wide receiver the first time these two teams mm-hmm. played at the end of the day i don't know that that's enough if i'm Kansas City i look at this game and go you know what i'm going to do i'm going to crank the heat up and I'm going to see if you can beat me. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have to stop Melvin Ingram. You're going to have to stop Chris Jones. And I don't think you can do it. The offensive sides of this, to me, are a wash. I know exactly how Kansas City is going to get to Burrow. I don't really know how Cincinnati is going to get to Mahomes. 
the Buffalo pass rush is exponentially better than Cincinnati's. Yes. And they, they did. Got there. They got to Mahomes. Could they couldn't down. tackle him. That's that's the thing with Pat Mahomes that nobody ever talks about. He's not the most athletic quarterback you've ever seen, but he's one of the slipperiest mm-hmm. quarterbacks I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Brady-esque in his ability to move oh, I hate that you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I've already done 20 years of Brady. I can't do 20 years of Burrow, too. Do you, do you think anything changes uh, the game plan for Cincinnati? I mean, are they going to go into this with the, the gunslinger mentality of we got to outgun these guys, or, or are they going to try to, I don't know, take advantage on the ground? The one thing that they they haven't done in a while you haven't that seen would be them. my game plan. Right, right. Like, I would go in there and run the clock, give Joe Mixon the ball, try to bleed that clock out, limit the, limit the amount of time that the Kansas City offense has on the field. They just don't do it. I mean, they've done it, what, three times this year? The only 300-plus yard games that Joe Mixon has this year, he had to touch the ball 30 times in the games. I think you just they go total. I, I think you go score for score, and that's who gets touchdowns, who gets field goals. Yeah, you do what Buffalo did. We're going to go for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you saw the way Buffalo started that first drive, twice going for it on fourth down. I think that's the way you play the Chiefs. I right. think you just you just go score for score. They've proven that they have the weapons to do it, and let it fall where it falls. And can you know? can Cincinnati keep Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in check again? like they did in the first game. I mean, those two guys combined only had 65 yards. The way this defense is called is different than what you saw in Buffalo. So do I think they can keep one of them in check? Yes. Mm -hmm. I have a funny feeling that Tyreek Hill is going to have at least one of those where you go, how is he that open? Mm -hmm. Blown assignment, blown coverage, somebody falls down, however he gets there. And, and that's the way it tends to go with Tyreek Hill. When somebody stymies him and he gets another shot at them, he tends to absolutely bury them. And if I was a Bengals fan, I would be worried about that. Now, here's the 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 thing I will say. How many teams in the NFL allow fewer rushing yards per game than the Kansas City Chiefs? You'd think it's 10. I was going to say 20. I don't think they're very good. It's three. Three? It's the San Francisco 49ers. Are you the serious? The Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, is this one of those? That's it. Is this one of those because that you can hurt them in the secondary? You just don't run on them. It's because, and now this or you're is, playing from behind. And right. Now this is in the playoffs. I don't know if I. You did I not. You did said, not specify that. I may have that. said that poorly. Yeah, yeah. In the playoffs, only three teams have allowed more rushing yards than, or fewer rushing yards than them. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and go, I think that's a. I think that's one of those things where I can take advantage of a stat. Because what teams do against them is they try to shoot out with them. If you try to shoot out with with, with Pat Mahomes, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. This game is going to devolve into that one way or the other. There's no shot of this game being 17 to 13. No. That ain't happening. No. So how can you mitigate that? You have to slow down Ingram somehow because he has been a freak of nature for this team. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you do that? draws screen passes hurt them with joe mixon early let them know you can do that and that will stop that outside hellhound pass rush and now you got a shot if you can do that you have a shot in this game joe burrow and jamar chase are that good agreed i just when it gets into the to the jimmies and the joes i I don't know how you're gonna win this game i got and i and i got experience on my side 
There has not been a game, an AFC championship game, since, well, actually in the history of AFC championship games, there's only been one other game that has had this much disparity between the experiences of the two teams, and it was that game that you were talking about earlier, the the 2017 game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New England Patriots. Like, when you look at the last three years of playoff experience, well, obviously Cincinnati has none, and the Kansas City Chiefs have eight wins in the last three years. And that's one of the problems. Because there's a revisionist history with that game. See, I started burying Tom Brady at about the 10-minute mark of the second quarter. Yep. And people forget exactly how that game went. It looked strikingly similar to how the Bucks-Rams game went last week. Yep. Jaguars jump out. Then it becomes abundantly clear that they don't know how to win. You do not know how to keep the ball away from them. And the experience beats you. And that's my fear here. If I had to guess how this game's going to go, I will say Cincinnati scores early. Momentum kind of starts to swing. Maybe get a stop on Mahomes. I think Cincinnati's going to lead for probably 20 of the first uh, 20 of the 30 minutes of the first half. Mm-hmm. And the second half is all Kansas City Chiefs. Really? That is my fear of how this game goes. Okay. Are, are we ready to pick this? Let's pick it. Let's pick it. It'll pick the game right now. All right. So uh, Kansas City is a seven and a half point favorite against the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, you know what, Chief? We're going to let you break the ice on this one. I think seven and a half is a lot, but I do think the Chiefs cover. Okay. Cincinnati's been a great story, and that is a that is a team that's definitely got a, a bright, bright future. I thought last week would be the end of the of the story, and you know they pulled that one out, but but it's just that they they pulled that out, and um, I, you know you hate to say luck, they won the yeah. game, yeah, 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 you know, but there were some fortuitous events there that that led to that victory, and I just don't see the Chiefs. Uh, taking their foot off the gas they're not going to waste that victory against buffalo that was so emotional and and they're 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 clearly hungry to move on they've got the experience they're not looking ahead to the super bowl kansas city's in the moment kansas city wins this game and i think and easily i don't even know what the line is for the over-under but it goes over right uh, yeah We'll get we'll get to that in a second <laughs> oh, the, the line's 54 and a half is that what you've got yeah it's 54 and a half do you have a score projection on this just since we only have two guys, I didn't ask either one of you for that, and mine's going to come completely off the top of my head. Thirty-five, twenty-eight. Thirty-five, twenty-eight. I am also going to take. That, that would put them not covering. Oh, the wait a minute! Yeah, that's uh, you, Matt, thirty-five and a half, twenty-eight. <laughs> oh, not yeah. covering. I yeah. thought you were saying not covering the over/under. I read like, the other no, one no. as seven. Yeah, no, 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 seven and a half would. Not okay, it'll cover would, thirty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. 38, 38 28. 28 good on you thank you it's a great it's uh, a great it's great for law enforcement to be able to think on their feet <laughs> all right i'm taking kansas city i'm taking kansas city my okay. seven and a half all i'm right. going over as well and my score will be i have a funny feeling cincinnati's gonna win this game at halftime and i think it's gonna be something in the range of 21 17 and i don't think cincinnati scores again Hmm. So I'm going to go um, 38-21 Kansas City Chiefs. All right, all right. I'm going to go on the other side of you guys because I'm taking Cincinnati. Seven and a half is too much. 
I mean, I wish it was six and a half. Of course. It's not. No. I'm not, I'm not giving this a full touchdown because I think this is going to be a back-and-forth battle. I mean, you would have thought the way the game started the first time they played that Kansas City was just going to run all over them. And guess what? That didn't happen. They didn't run all over them. And the second half was all Cincinnati Bengals to come back and make it a game. So I my final score prediction for this game is going to be Kansas City wins it but it's going to be Oh, you're not, 36. You're not aggressive no. enough to pick the Bengals? No, no, no. Oh, you give us all of the reasons that they're going to cover, and then you... No, no. I think Kansas City's the better team. They're more experienced, and they'll probably end up the winner. But I think it's going to be more like a 37 to 34 they're gonna it'll be they'll they'll try they might even have the ball with two minutes left and try to win the game and they just won't be able to come up with it because well it's cincinnati Tank, if you say 13 seconds <laughs> there might be 13 i'm coming seconds. over i'm yeah. coming over this table you're taking him 100 <laughs> percent all right, so uh, you guys are on Kansas City minus the seven and a half. I will take Cincinnati plus the seven and a half. Still believe Kansas City is going to win, and we are all on the over because it's going to be aggressively over the fifty-four and a half. We'll I do don't the- often feel bad for Vegas, but I don't think you could have set this number high enough. When we come back, we will break down the uh, the NFC Championship game, San Francisco, L.A. for the third time this year. L.A.'s. 0-2 so far against San Francisco. Will it happen a third time? We'll talk about it up next here on ESPN Asheville. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, a place in order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, we, we switched it up to do weird because Jeremy's got a weird story that he wanted the chief to hear. So I, we, I, I do, because I want to ask him a question, but you tell yours first. I will. I will tell mine first. Uh, one of the things that I support most in the world is education. And I can, I can respect anybody who takes a stand to try to inspire kids to achieve when they don't think that they can achieve. And this guy, David Rush from Idaho is a proponent of STEM education, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. And to prove the point to students everywhere that you can do anything that you put your mind to, he decided he was going to do something last year that had never been done before. He was going to break a Guinness Book, Guinness Book of World Records record every week of last year, and he completed his task. 
They haven't all been verified yet, but he says that he did break 52 world records last year. One for each week of the year. Now, uh, the funny thing to me is the records that he broke. Because I did not know any of these records were existed or anyone would ever think to break any of these records. Apparently, he's a juggler. He likes to juggle things. So he broke the record for the fastest uh, the, the fastest juggle, the slowest juggle. Uh, joggling, I didn't know that was a thing. That's jogging while you're juggling. He did that blindfolded and did that for longer than anybody ever has before. The Guinness Book of World Records is the stupidest thing we do. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going to declare that undeniably. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he did the uh, fastest 100 meters blindfolded. Uh, most consecutive axe juggling catches. These are all unbelievable. Uh, farthest distance traveled on an electric unicycle while juggling three objects. So insane to me. Why? Why? You just wasted an entire year. Uh, yes. <laughs> you just wasted an Did entire year. Did he actually year of your create life. these records? They're now records now because he's the only one who's ever done it. I would hope so, but that the the story does not specify. He still has ten or eleven of these that need to be verified. But he, he, he does have 40-something already verified for this year. But so congratulations for him. You said this your story was in Idaho? Yeah. It is weird how we don't tell each other our stories for this, and yet somehow we followed the exact same trajectory. <laughs> because my story happened in South Dakota. Anastasia Elsinger. She's a student at South Dakota State University. And on Tuesday, she did something that many people do. It's become much more popular in this culture she ordered some food, and she had DoorDash deliver it. Okay. Well, about the time the DoorDash delivery driver had signaled her that you already know the story. Don't I you? think I do. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. By the time the DoorDash delivery driver had signaled her that he was getting close, well, several minutes passed, and Miss Elsinger went, "Well, where's my food?" So she looks up the street and notices that there is a police car that has pulled over a car. She thought that was blocking the road. Turns out that's not exactly the case. Mm -hmm. Because about 10 minutes later, a police officer from the, the, the city that they were in knocks on her door holding a cup and a bag from Arby's <laughs> and says, I know I'm not exactly who you were planning appearing at your door, mm -hmm. but your driver just got arrested, so I felt like I would take your delivery the last step of the way. Uh, what did the driver do? Uh, the So apparently the driver did crimes uh -huh. and had warrants oh. and DoorDash did not know that mm. because this has been a very embarrassing story for them because they're super proud of the fact that we don't ever have this happen. No, you can't drive for us if you have uh, criminal history criminal or, histories yeah. or bad driving records or whatever the case may be. Well, here's the problem for them. Ollie's got caught on her ring doorbell. Nice. She laughs so hysterically when she goes behind the... I've laughed every time I've watched this video. <laughs> And the, and the officer was so wonderful, just graciously saying, hey, you know, you didn't do anything here. Your driver did crimes, but, you know, you're still hungry. So now, now here's your Arby's. to me, this is this is an LEO that gets a perfect score on his next evaluation 100%. because he did 100% of the job. That is, not only that did is community he, police. Right. Not only did he protect, but he also served. There's a fantastic story. We were, matter of fact, we were... I didn't see the video myself, but we were talking about it uh, at a staff meeting the other day. And 100% agreement 
That's an awesome job. Yeah. yeah. That's an awesome job. I would not even and see here's here's why I can't be a community servant of any kind. I wouldn't have even thought about that. Like I would have just gotten because one of the questions that I've always wondered, when you do this, what happens to the car? Mm-hmm. I I've never really had legal issues, so and I have a weird hmm. Vulcan brain that asks me that shocks me, but continue. <laughs> Shocks a lot of people. <laughs> Never realized how many people it shocked until I started doing this job. That's funny. Yeah, would it also shock you to know that I've been in trouble with the law more than he is? By it it might shock tale. you how many times I've been in trouble with the law. <laughs> it was what might shock you. I think that would be the most shocking tale of all. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. My wild and rambunctious past yeah. as a young man. Yeah, okay. All right. I was no angel. <laughs> We are, joined in the, we are joined in the studio by Asheville Police Chief David Zach as we are playing Beat the Chief here on ESPN, Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Yep, we got to play the music again. Come on. You know. <laughs> Jeremy is the winner from the divisional round of the playoffs. And he's also... What does that make me? Uh, you are the overall leader right now in the, the reigning, <laughs> defending leader going into the leader Super Bowl. going. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you got me by a game overall. Uh, wait, wait, oh, hang on. We're, I thought I I'm, I'm at least in second, aren't I? Or am I tied? Oh, for because I was five and oh, one week one. Oh yeah, you you, playoffs, you and Jeremy you and are, are tied. tied. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah let's playoffs, well, let's not let's not leave that out. Yeah, <laughs> That seems. Yeah, don't worry for the. Playoffs. You certainly, you certainly put it in during the regular season. Let's not leave me out here as I'm yeah. tied for the lead um, in the postseason. Yeah, don't worry for the playoffs. This is officially a two horse race because <laughs> that horse started to turn and we had to shoot it. Oh come on! I'm only a game behind. Uh, I'm only a game know? behind. <laughs> All right. Um, we got the NFC Championship game. We got the we got the uh, San the the San Francisco. I'm gonna get them eventually. The San Francisco 49ers taking on the LA Rams for the third time this season. Both of the uh, regular season matchups went to the San Francisco 49ers. In fact, uh, they are now on a six game win streak against their division rival. What's going to change now? That's the big question. I mean. You, to me, you look at these two teams on paper, and you have to give the nod to to the Rams. I have the quarterback. I have the to me the the, the better playmaker. I'm not trying to take shots at Debo Samuel here, but Cooper Cup has been completely unbelievable this year. I would say the LA Rams on paper have the advantage defensively as well. I'm However, going, I'm going to say something that I don't think I know I have not heard anybody else say this. I finally found an advantage that the 49ers don't have. Okay. The officiating crew. I am aware of this. Carl Sheffer's crew calls the most penalties of any crew in this league. And do you know what they really, really love throwing flags on? That fun play where the edge rusher demolishes the tackle and then just boops him on the head. Yeah. Nobody's thrown more roughing the passer flags than this crew. That's the first advantage I've found for, for the Rams. 
And you know what? That's enough for me. Yeah, me the L.A. Rams. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're just jumping right in with the pick. 100% here. I am. Okay. Everything I say here is going to be completely counterintuitive to what I just said because this is for the second week in a row, San Francisco draws a team where they are the worst matchup humanly possible. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to beat a team three times. Yep. It's so hard to beat a good team three times. This offense is explosive. It looks different now than it did when they played early in the season. You got to remember that first game that everybody seems to be fixating on. Odell Beckham Jr. had been there for an hour. Mm-hmm. The offense did not look this. Robert Woods had gotten hurt, oh, what, five days before? Mm-hmm. Everything was in flux. Von Miller as well. Von Miller wasn't there. Wasn't there he wasn't either. even there. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't even on the team. Right. So this is a different scenario. One of the things that I think you have to watch is how, do, how does the Rams front hold up against San Francisco? If it's as good as it was last week, I don't think this game's even close. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be. Really? And that's why that officiating thing bothers me so much. San Francisco is not a very disciplined team. I don't care what the stats say. I've watched them 10 times. This is not a super disciplined team. And most of it comes from places that everything in my everything in my gut is telling me the Rams are going to win this game. Okay. I'm right there with you. I think LA is going to win this game. It's just it's time it's time for Matthew Stafford to 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 make the statement and it could not have gone worse the first two times around. Like the first time around, he had multiple turnovers. It was just not good. They got their tails kicked, you know, front frontwards and backwards. And then the last game, obviously they they had the lead. San Francisco had to rally. And then when it was up to Matt Stafford to make the big play at, in overtime, he couldn't get it done. And I think this is I think this is the time. And also I I just I can't wrap my head around Kyle Shanahan having that much of an advantage coaching-wise over Sean McVay. I mean, I know these guys are real familiar with themselves. They worked on the same staff together in Washington, and Shanahan was the master, and Sean McVay was the you know was was the um, the, the the student. But I think it's time. I think six in a row is a little too much, and Sean McVay and his team are going to get the win, and that's why I'm taking the Rams minus the three and a half. Chief, I'm with both of you guys on the Rams. Okay. I think you know it wasn't that long ago where we were talking about those midseason acquisitions of Beckham and uh, and Miller not making a difference, and now suddenly, as they become more acclimated with with their respective systems, they're making a difference every week. Mm-hmm. So it's not the same team. And I mean, at some point, doesn't Garoppolo have to throw a touchdown pass? I think so. And he's not shown the ability to to do that. And I think the Rams possibly get out early and then that's just going to force then it's going to be have to be Garoppolo versus Stafford and mm-hmm. I'll take Stafford all all day long on that. I agree. I agree. I, I mean I think San Francisco is going to come out they're going to run the ball a lot and they're going to try to beat them on the edges. They're going to try to to mitigate that pass rush somehow. I mean there's not another team in the NFL that runs the ball on on the outside like they do. I mean, when you got Elijah Mitchell and you got Debo Samuel who can just hit them every which way coming, it's going to be hard for you to for your defense to to get home and also contain the outside integrity. I guess is the word I'm looking for. 
I I just I mean I feel like it's going to be a close one, but I'm going to give LA the the nod here. Von Miller changes the way they defend San Francisco, and I can't get away from the idea of what. And you kind of alluded to this. I like Kyle Shanahan a lot. At the end of the day, I think Sean McVay is the smartest coach in this league. Mm-hmm. And at some point, with as many high-end pass rushers as he has, as many high-end edge guys as he has, you're going to figure that zone out. You're going to figure out how to collapse the edges, and now it's just hat on a hat with Sean Robinson and Aaron Donald and uh, uh, Greg Gaines. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the game where they get them. The, the, the loss in the Super Bowl has eaten at McVay for years. It's been abundantly clear listening to him talk. And I just don't see a way he's going to get got a seventh time in a row. Right. I agree. The over-under in this game is 45 and a half. I'm going under. I'm going under the 45. I think it's going to be – I think this number is just about perfect because I could see this being a – you know, a 23-22, somewhere in that neighborhood kind of a game. But I'm going to go just under the 45 and a half. Chief, over or under 45 and a half points? I'm going to say under as well. But I don't see – I see San Francisco like 16, 17 points tops and that. Okay. Well, I'm real glad you both said that. <laughs> because we needed a difference somewhere, yep. and I found it. They, in my opinion, this game will have covered the over-under by the end of the third quarter. Oh, okay. This is more shoot-outy than people want to think it is. Mm-hmm. I saw the number and immediately laughed and went, yep, that's stupid. I am going aggressively over. Aggressively over. And now let me t- I'll tell you a stat about these two teams that is almost hard to wrap your head around. In the last two months, the L.A. Rams have only failed to cover the spread twice. Okay. Impressive stat, right? That is. The 49ers have only done it twice since October. Really? San Francisco covers spreads. I, I'm telling you, it was hard for me to not take San Francisco, and that stupid hook is what I can't stop staring at, is the three and a half. Right. I'm going to say the Rams win this by four. Okay. And so I am going 31-28 LA Rams. Okay. No, 31-27. Sorry. I did that. I did the same thing Chief did. <laughs> That's not covering. <laughs> I was looking at somebody else's score while mine was on the other side. Right. Uh, okay. My final score prediction will be 24 to 17. LA Rams. LA Rams win 24-17. 27-13. He's doing that Price is Right thing on me. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Closest to the nearest retail price without going up. I'll take $1, Bob. $1. $1, Bob. All right, so we only have two disagreements this week. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals plus the 7.5. You guys are on Kansas City. We're all on the over, and uh, we're all taking the Los Angeles Rams to cover the 3.5. Which makes me feel like that is destined to go wrong. But Chief and I are on the under 45.5, and and Jeremy is on the over aggressively, he says, on the over. That's my favorite thing to wager 
in that game. 45 and a half over the 45 and a half. Speaking of wagers, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't point this out. Because the next segment's where I give you all the winners that you can take to betus.com. Use promo code SportsOcracy and make all the monies. Right. Well, if you did that yesterday, uh, you're, you're, you're welcome for your house payment. A good day. Because I had a four-team parlay. And five on it was perfect. That's seven and oh, boys and girls. Nice. Nobody circles the wagons like the big mulleted man. <laughs> we'll do green on green. Coming up next, thank you once again to Asheville Police Chief David Zach. All right, guys. Coming in to play Beat the Chief with us. Brought to you by Clarissa Marshall of EXP Realty. Go to ClarissaSellsWBNC.com. Sometimes it's the little victories that mean the most. At Ingalls, we know there's no one you'd rather share those miniature memorable moments with than family. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties, Folgers or Cafe Bustello, large can or K-cup coffee, $5.98 each. Select Jeff peanut butter or Smucker's jam, jelly, or preserves, two for $4. And select sizes and varieties, Kellogg's Special K cereal, two for $5. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese Whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Hendersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Coffee's the closer's on. Get him the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Well, well, well. What a difference a day makes. Seven and oh last night. We try to keep it going. I got four picks for you tonight in the NBA. No over-unders. And today. I've only got one that doesn't fall into my favorite category, and that one is the Oklahoma City Thunder are home tonight against the Indiana Pacers. All the Thunder does is cover games. The Indiana Pacers are not good. Vegas is still sleeping on the fact that they are missing lines on Oklahoma City regularly. I think they win this game outright. Give me the Thunder plus the one. You know what I love. Oh, you didn't know. There's not much in this life that I love more than a road dog, and I got three of them for you. The L.A. Lakers are an eight-point dog tonight at Charlotte. I'm going to take the risk. Look, I know LeBron didn't play last night, and that benefited me against Philadelphia. I don't care. This number's too high. This Lakers team does compete, but above all else, they're slow. They're as slow as you could possibly expect with no LeBron. Let's say I'm wrong and he plays. Now I'm catching LeBron plus eight on the road. Yeah, I like that. Give me the Lakers plus eight. The Houston Rockets are a three-and-a-half-point dog tonight at Portland. I'm not telling you Houston's good because they're not. 
they are some kind of awful. But so is Portland. Mm. And Vegas is not catching up to the fact that a team led by Robert Covington is not somebody that I like laying more than a possession to. Give me the Rockets plus three and a half. Finally, the Utah Jazz travel to Memphis tonight in the grindhouse against the Grizzlies. Utah's a six-point dog. That number's just too high. That seems weird. I think they're going to lose this game, but they're not going to lose by that much. This is going to be close. This is not the Jazz team you expect, but it's not the Grizzlies team you expect either. High-flying, a lot of points. I get Mike Conley. I like him reasonably on John Morant. Give me the Utah Jazz plus six. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. And you can take all of those wagers over to betus.com. BetUS.com, the website. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY, and they will give you a 125% deposit bonus just for using our promo code SPORTSOCRACY at BetUS.com. Uh, armchair commentary in the uh, comments of our YouTube stream. Yep. He took uh, he took my picks yesterday. Nice. Went to BetUS.com. Use the promo code. And played it in a parlay. Oh. That's a, that's a spicy night. That's a wonderful, wonderful way to... Uh, to just get you going right into the weekend. Thanks to PhD Weight Loss, the Sportsocracy is happy to report that we are over 50 pounds lighter now because of the healthy nutrition program that we are on with Dr. Ashley Lucas and PhD Weight Loss. We went in and we were kind of flabbergasted at uh, at the numbers that they threw at us and said, you can reach these goals. I mean, combined, we need to lose 200 pounds to reach our weight loss goal i mean we've only been on it a little over two months and now we're over 50 pounds down combined and you know what if you need to change your life this is the way to do it it's all about nutrition it's all about putting the things in your body and and helping your body burn off the fat that unwanted fat 80 percent of uh of of fat weight loss is all about the nutrition i haven't weighed this little in almost a decade and I'm going to keep going. This diet's convenient, it's healthy for you, and it makes you feel better. That it does. I feel great. I am down 30 pounds or more than 30 pounds now. Jeremy's down more than 20 pounds. And you can change your uh, change your stars and be healthier in 2022 with PhD Weight Loss. Just go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com. MyPhDWeightLoss.com. Com. Coming up in the second hour, we've got uh, coaching carousel news again, but this uh, we're going to focus on one specific job. Why do people not learn this lesson? <laughs> Stop doing this. We have talked on this program before, I believe, about the coaching tree with the most rotten fruit, and it looks like that team out there in the desert is going to go off of that tree one more time. So we'll talk about uh, the Las Vegas Raiders coming up next here in the Sportsocracy. Stay tuned. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Wicked Weed Brewing. It is the second hour of the Sportsocracy here on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We are in the Ingalls studio. Don't forget, you can see us as well at thesportsocracy.com. 
right there on the front page. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to the YouTube channel so you know whenever we are on, especially as it comes to this weekend when we will be on for seven hours of commercial-free live reactions to the uh, both of the conference championship games this weekend, starting at 3 o'clock on Sunday, thesportsocracy.com. Second hour of the program brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. Check them out at wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. Coaching searches continuing in the NFL, and it looks like Looks like there's strong evidence that the Las Vegas Raiders may have thrown us a curveball. We thought about, you know, Rich Basaccia. We debated whether or not he should be staying on as the head coach for this upcoming season. We all know about Jim Harbaugh. And, uh, well, the Jim Harbaugh thing's not happening. Right. That has gone away. It's not going to happen. And now they apparently have a an interview scheduled or a second interview scheduled with Josh McDaniels, the Longtime offensive coordinator for Bill Belichick with the New England Patriots. Of course, who can forget the miserable few years that he spent as the head coach of the Denver Broncos when he had Tim Tebow as his uh, as his quarterback. This is not good. Like everybody talks about, you know, me being a Raiders hater because I was the one that kept saying, "No, this team ain't as good as you think it is." They have good pieces, but this ain't the way. I don't think bringing in Josh McDaniels is a good idea in any stretch of the imagination. This is what happens when you hear that ownership is big game hunting. Because Josh McDaniels is one of the biggest names that you could go get. Yes. The problem is that I've already seen him do this. I've already seen him be a head coach. And it was a disaster. He was not average. He was not bad. He was a nightmare in your own division. And now you want to sign up for that? I don't understand this in the least. Nobody liked him. The fan base was over it within 20 games. Oh, yeah. And now what do you think is going to happen here? Everybody, and the thing that really blows my mind, is the thought process here is this is going to be a pairing with Dave Ziegler, the de facto Patriots GM, coming to the Raiders as their new GM mm-hmm. to replace Mike, Mike, Mike Mayock. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real honest with something. We talk about how bad the head coaches have been because we know what their names are. GMs don't get the same kind of notoriety. They've been equally bad. In large part, anything that has come out of the Bill Belichick system has been terrible everywhere else. I'll tell you a fun stat about Bill's assistants. Okay. There have been seven that have gotten head coaching jobs. Mm -hmm. Josh McDaniels, Romeo Cornell, Eric Mangini, Bill O'Brien, Matt Patricia, Brian Flores, Joe Judge. Mm -hmm. What do you think their combined winning percentage is? Ooh, I'm going to guess it's... Don't say 175. No, it's that's, 342. You're you're a little low. It's 410. Okay. If you take Bill O'Brien away, it's hovering right around 30%. Oh, wow. Minus, there's some con- contingencies of that. Okay. Bill O'Brien was right. I think you have to take away the first season or something like that in, in Houston. They have five playoff berths combined. Mm-hmm. 
O'Brien had four and Mangini had one. This never works. It absolutely never works. And I can tell you why. Because there is no bill. There is no bill that can oversee these places. Just because you know his way doesn't mean you're him. No, it doesn't mean you can replicate it. Just because you can bring in Gerard Mayo, of which, by the way, that is something I've heard, is that what could end up happening is that you get Dave Ziegler as the GM, Josh McDaniels as the head coach, Mm -hmm. and Gerard Mayo as the associate head coach, in charge of the defense. We'll see then. Defense now that may, maybe that'll work. If we bring in three Patriots at once, <laughs> maybe uh, that'll that. work. Uh, trust me, as somebody that's watched us hire one of these guys, uh, it's already been tried. Right. Tried, tested, and failed. <laughs> With the man genius. Right. I, I mean, the, the overwhelming thought is, and you said this yesterday, that if it wasn't close and there, weren't, there wasn't interest on both sides from – the Raiders standpoint and from the from Josh McDaniels this wouldn't have come out that he's no, that he's going to interview because you can't float this mm-hmm. this is one of those Josh there's a reason that you haven't heard his name attached to anybody else oh he's gonna interview for the Texans no he didn't no he didn't because he's been very measured about what he's done mm-hmm. he can't really even show interest in one of these jobs without knowing full well I'd take it if it was offered after what happened with the Colts, you come in, you're the head coach for 36 hours. They sign a defensive coordinator to a contract before they sign you. I, if I live to be 200 years old, I will never understand how that happened. And then you bail. There is obviously mutual interest. Mm-hmm. And to me, this strikes me as Mark Davis trying to win the press conference. I'm trying to win this with the fan base. This is a winner and the fan base will be okay with this as opposed to to me hiring Rich Basaccia. And it is a completely horrible idea. I haven't liked it much of anything that's happened in this Raiders search. Mm-hmm. And the bad thing is it's starting to remind me of Al. Al? His father. Oh, oh, Al Davis. Okay. It's starting to remind me of that. Mm-hmm. Because there are red flags everywhere. Yes. And you're colorblind to it. Mm-hmm. I am colorblind. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> and I don't get it. I, I don't, for the life of me, understand what it is that this guy has done that makes you think this is not going to go exactly how all the others have gone. I don't either. Because be really honest with yourself. And, and this is this is an old dating adage. You can be a jerk when you're a nine. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Bill's a jerk. And and Bill's a 10. Yep. Josh McDaniels, he's a soft four. So if you come in like that and you don't win at a high level immediately, mm-hmm. you're going to rub everybody the wrong way. Yeah, see, that's why I'm such a nice guy, because I'm a two at best. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be all sweet and cuddly, because hey, I ain't got much else going for me. I, I'm a mediocre five, <laughs> but my moolay's a 12. So. <laughs> I don't understand what the what the thought is here. I, I mean, other than it's just it's the reputation that Josh McDaniels has. I mean, we've thought that he's he he's a really good offensive mind. At one point, he was considered to be you know the brilliant wunderkind of the of the foot of of the NFL. 
And that's why he got the job in Denver. It obviously went horribly. He didn't have a quarterback. So maybe that's what you're thinking, is that the Josh McDaniels era in Denver didn't go well because he just didn't have the, the, the personnel to pull it off. Well, when he comes to when he comes to L, or Las Vegas, he's going to have weapons to use. He's going to have Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in the league. He's going to have Derek Carr, who's a really good quarterback in this league. For as much punishment as he takes from the media, he's still very, very good. And so that can – I mean, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go down this path. To me, I mean, it's just another – it's a, it's another in the line of failed decisions that the Raiders organization has made over the years. Well, I mean, be honest with yourself. We've already seen you do this once. You did this once with John Gruden. Mm-hmm. Think about the parallels of that. You went and got a coach that you were up in arms about going to get that nobody else wanted. Mm-hmm. Gave them way more money than anybody else would if they were even interested. And you think this is the solution. I do not for the life of me know what it is about Mark Davis that attracts him to coaches that are that that think they're smarter than they are. But that's exactly what this is. Mm-hmm. And you fall into this trap of, oh, the Patriot way. No. The Patriot way was Tom Brady. I mean, we can everybody understands that, right? I don't know that I'd completely agree with do that. Do they draft but- well? No, not no. necessarily. One of, the, one of the worst drafting teams in the league. Yeah, They do undrafted free agents real well. Mm-hmm. But nothing else really, nothing else real high level happens in that draft room. Oh, you hit three this year with Mac Jones, Barmore, and uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be real honest with that, okay? You needed a quarterback. You drafted the one that fell to you. Yes. Christian Barmore was a top 20 prospect that fell in your lap. Mm-hmm. And Ramondre Stevenson is a running back. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly high-level drafting. I mean, trust me, I've I, I've given you your flowers all I can about how well you did last year. And your biggest draft home run before that was, what was it, Chandler Jones? You got to go back that far? Uh, you don't have to go back that far, but you're not far off. Right. To, of hitting a home run. Right. Because, I, I mean, I can remember, you know, past seasons when we're talking about the draft coming up, and it, it has been said many, many times that, oh, Bill, you know, this is what Bill does. Bill gets the best guy available. Mm-hmm. Does he, though? Well, I mean, when he's not running out to get fourth-round tight ends that you don't use ever? The other thing that's always blown my mind about this, the vast majority of coaches that have that, that have gotten their kudos and wound up with a head coaching job, they were almost all defensive guys. Yeah. The only other offensive coach was Bill O'Brien. And what was his – how did he die on the shield in Houston? Because he was a jerk that was con, just consumed by the ability to have full control. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would you possibly do that? Because you watched Bill do it. Right. Now, can I sit here and tell you that Josh McDaniels would be as weird of a hire as, say, Josh McCown in Houston? No. (laughs) But this is a much more attractive job than this. Yeah. I mean, the other known candidates are Todd Bowles and Gerard Mayo. I have no issue with either of them as a coach. I just don't get it. I don't get how you look at this roster and you look at the setup of this franchise 
and you say, this is what I want to do. And I can't emphasize this enough. If you think about McDaniel's scheme, I could argue I couldn't find a worse quarterback to run that than Derek Carr because it takes away everything he does well. Darren Waller, you, you ever watch New England play football? They don't particularly love tight ends that can't block. Right. Darren Waller's not a blocker. So now you're taking every one of your best pieces offensively, and the only one that fits into this is Hunter Renfro. And Foster Moreau. He doesn't really fit in as well as you think he does. As a third tight end, maybe. Yeah. But think of how low down that pecking order he comes. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The one thing it does tell me, and I may be off base on this, but the one thing that I think we can take away from this, if this does happen, Josh McDaniels is is really going to take the the Raiders' job. Is I think it's bad news for everybody in the in, in the AFC East because it tells me the Bills not going anywhere because that's always been. I don't care. It's secret time. I, as a fan of a team in the AFC mm-hmm. East, I don't care if Bill Bill goes anywhere. You will never get over that hump. The New York Jets will never get over that hump if Bill's still around. Mm, disagree with you. Okay. I mean, it, it, and all right, let's say you're right. It has nothing to do with anything Bill did. That team's not a threat. Sorry, you're not. You have a mediocre quarterback that can't play when it's chilly outside. I don't care if Bill coaches till he's 206 years old. Mm-hmm. You, you took the you, you handed him a big ball of kryptonite when Tom walked out the door. So I could really care less about that. Don't care about the fact that they're still they were still a playoff team in the rookie year of their they new got quarterback. Smoked, sure. I mean, demolished in the first round. You just keep. You want to be a first. You want to be a team that goes in the playoffs and gets dusted every year. No skin off my nose. It's not changing anything for me. No, I don't know. I mean, but do you correlate these two things and look at it and go, maybe Bill feels comfortable that he can keep going for another five years? I don't see any. Because it's always been been rumored that Josh McDaniels would take over when Bill was done. No, I I see a correlation. Mm -hmm. It's just not that correlation. He's just not. he's, He's done waiting. He's done waiting for his spot. No. It's shocking to me that we see this so differently. Mm-hmm. He knows where he's at. He's seen a full year of Mac Jones. He knows where this is. They're tied to Mac for the foreseeable future. Yes. Bill could retire tomorrow. The Raiders is a more attractive job, and it ain't all that close. You never, I mean, I, you, people say it all the time. You don't want to be the guy that follows the guy. I don't care about following the guy. Mm-hmm. I care about the way the roster's set up. Right. You're stuck with this for three years, no matter what you do. Uh, unless the NFL develops an amnesty clause, you have what you're going to have. And I feel like Josh McDaniels has looked around and gone, well, as an offensive guy, this is going to be a little difficult for me. And when Guru Son of the defense steps away, and puts his hoodie down and goes to, first of all, Bill Belichick, there's never been a person in the history of time that looks more like somebody that's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt whilst drinking Mai Tais. No doubt. Never. Him and Andy Reid, one uh-huh. and two. Uh-huh. But I feel like McDaniels looks around and goes, why am I doing this? I've turned down job after job after job, and now I'm pariah around the league. They called. They called. That's a good roster. That's a good roster that maybe I can change what I do. I don't know. I've never seen him do it. Mm-hmm. I watched him go into Denver and try to shoehorn a roster that didn't fit what he did at all, and it blew up in his face. 
Maybe he's gotten older. Maybe he's matured. I don't know. But my take from this, he looks at New England and goes, this is not where my future is. I don't care if Bill retires next year. I don't care if he retires five years from now. I am tied to Mac Jones. And after what I saw in the playoffs, yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that. Yep. Because this is my last chance. Josh McDaniels would never get another chance. Let's say he goes to let's say he goes to the Raiders or he takes over for Bill. If that goes even half as bad as it went in Denver, you're an offensive assistant for the rest of your life. So what do you do? You set yourself up in the best position to succeed. Mm-hmm. And he thinks taking somebody with him in Dave Ziegler that knows what he's looking for has, I can't say drafted because Bill's the one that does all the drafting, but has been involved in the scouting meetings and been involved in all these things of building these teams the way I want it. That's my best position to succeed. Whether Bill's going to be around or not, I don't care. I like that situation better. And he's not wrong. I don't hate this for Josh McDaniels at all. Because this is the best job in the NFL that you're going to get in the next five years. Because the stink of what you did to Indianapolis is not wearing off of you anytime soon. Oh, yeah. We hadn't even mentioned that. Oh, I did. That's the second time I've mentioned it. And I'll mention it anytime his name comes up. And you know why? Because virtually every person I talk to in the NFL, that's the first thing they say about him. Mm-hmm. Before Denver, before Tebow, before anything. Can't trust him after what he did to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So from McDaniel's point of view, I totally get this. It's the Raiders where I'm looking at this going, this is insane. Your job is markedly better than this. This is a Jacksonville Jaguar move. And you just can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I tie every bit of it back to to, uh, Mark Davis. Yep. Didn't even get a full two years in Denver before Josh McDaniel got fired. And he was 11 and 17. That's what you want to sign up for, Mark Davis? Woohoo! Oh, I can feel it already. We're going to be called Raider haters all year next year because this is going to be the one, yeah, but oh, for still, this organization. Oh, I still love the Raiders. I just want to love their coach. You're in the secret time? I didn't love the last coach. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We got a big weekend coming up with the conference championship games. Jeremy, you've uh, you've pulled all kinds of props and stuff. Is that I, is I that what we're doing? Okay. I've got a, just a slow right. ways right. to bet this at betus.com using promo code sportsocracy. All right, we'll go over it all. Plus, we got the weird coming up. The five on it, all coming your way next. Sometimes it's the little victories that mean the most. At Ingalls, we know there's no one you'd rather share those miniature memorable moments with than family. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties cheese at crackers, two for $6. Select sizes and varieties Dunkin' Bag or K-Cup Coffee, four ninety eight each. And select sizes and varieties General Mill Cereal, two for $5. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy on this uh, football Friday. There's not, there's not many of these left. We only, we only have two more of there's these left. Two, and then it, but it's, it's done. I know. Then we're left with the draft. We have the draft, the draft. For, for several months. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, we, we all can't wait uh, to hear Jeremy talk about his latest seventh round mock draft. Uh, yes. Seventh round, seven, 
excuse me, seven round mock draft 7.0 coming up next. Look, I, okay, <laughs> I, I feel like there's some shade being thrown at me there, and no, I'm not really fond of that. I mean, just a tad. I mean, you you did a spot with Adam Gold a few a few weeks back, and I mean, they pegged you from the start, nerd. Nerd. just nerd nerd straight it's up fine. nerd it's fine and when it, your team sucks as bad as mine does you know what you learn to love the draft other things because that's the only time you get a lot of real happiness <laughs> it's the only hope you have because after the draft you end up being well the jets four and you end up what being was it? the jets what was it? What four, was and 13. four and 13 was your record this year yikes um Big news coming out of Pittsburgh. Yes, we talked about Ben Roethlisberger yesterday, but today Art Rooney II says the GM, Kevin Colbert, is going to step down, or at least plans to step down, after the 2022 NFL draft. So in the spring, which I don't understand the report that I read said that there's still interest between the two of them to continue his job with the organization but he just doesn't want to be the gm it would be in an advisory role right he just doesn't want to be the gm anymore he doesn't want any of that uh they have the organization has already interviewed two guys within the organization uh omar khan who is the vice president of football and business administration and brandon hunt who is uh the scouting pro scouting coordinator for the pittsburgh steelers No, uh-uh. I, it, the, it, 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 it's, it's not, not working. It's not working. I don't know why. Oh, wait. Maybe there that's you why. go. Yeah, yeah. It's Omar Khan. I'll go ahead. And I'll call the shot okay. on this one from Jump Street. Omar Khan's probably interviewed for... I'm trying to think of the ones I know of. He's interviewed for at least 10 GM jobs. Mm-hmm. Never understood why he doesn't get them. That's the candidate. He's been there for ever what position would you leave that job for well i mean you want your own team i know but but it, but if you and know this is coming him, it hasn't been him not taking it he okay. hasn't been offered these jobs why he's I just interviewed know. for them he's interviewed for a billion of them right and he may not interview well i don't know i've never interviewed him myself right no, I'm just thinking, like, if you know that you're with the you're with a great franchise like the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know they take care of their own, eventually this is gonna be your job. If you hang around long enough. He's a brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. And it would be absolutely seamless. And that's what good organizations do. Yep. There's a reason that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been good forever. And the Baltimore Ravens have been good forever. When something like this happens, it's one of the easiest ways to tell what the state of your franchise is. Do you notice when Ozzie Newsom stepped down, they, it's Eric Costa. Yeah, we that, got that's that who's, guy. That's who's taking it. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, they'll. I mean, they'll go through the process. Omar Khan's going to get that job. Right. He's been with that team for over two decades. The club is planning on interviewing external candidates for the role. Um, but uh, they might interview me just to. Hey, we interviewed a bunch of people. Because anybody with an IQ above salad dressing is not going to waste their time. Mm-hmm. And they uh, shouldn't. That's exactly who you should hire. Yeah, I agree. When you have an institutional structure like that, bringing somebody in from the outside when you have... Th- because he's not the only candidate in that building. He's just far and away the best one. Why would you mess with that? Now you're at one at one of the most... At one of the biggest crux points in the history of this franchise. With Ben walking out the door. Mm-hmm. 
Why in the world would you go outside of the organization to to fill this job? I mean, unless there was a great candidate out there somewhere, like if you were looking at an Adrian Wilson, who's not, you know maybe he sometimes he's not going to get the Jacksonville GM job. He is. I, I'm I'm pretty sure he is. But I'm just using him as an example. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless there's some hot shot out there like that, or if you wanted to go after uh, Lewis Riddick. Nope, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have a guy that I like better in my own building. And, and he, I love Adrian Wilson, and I like Lewis Riddick. Right. He knows everybody in the organization. He knows how we, uh, you know, he knows our culture. Mike Tomlin's a big culture guy. Pittsburgh's well, a big culture they, franchise. Yeah. I said that wrong. They just, I should have said uh, the they, Roonies are culture people. <laughs> I was about to say, that's what this franchise has just done right. on a cycle, minus two little blip periods mm-hmm. where they couldn't get the quarterback right. That's what they do. All right, let's get just a bit outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. All right, we got the NFC Championship game coming up uh, at 6.30 on Sunday evening. Just a reminder, we will be doing the live stream, live reactions of both of the games coming up on Sunday. Go ahead and do it. Seven hours. Seven hours of commercial-free football. Yeah, there it is. Um, But that actually is the last time I get to do that. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Remember a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about those uh, progressive commercials, talking about being your parents, and one of my favorite ones of that series is the one where they're they're all standing in the parking lot at the football game and they're talking about the parking spaces and how much this brings in. (laughs) Have you seen this story about the parking rates? For the L.A. Rams-San Francisco uh, game. As somebody that's been to L.A., I can only imagine. <laughs> it has gotten markedly worse because a lot of their parking spaces around the stadium itself have been taken up. Markedly. Yeah, by the NFL. The NFL's already staged all the stuff in the parking lot for the Super Bowl. But they can't do the installation right now because we have the conference championship game being there. So all of the parking, or not all of the parking places, but a lot of the parking places are taken up. And now everyone who has a free parking space around that stadium is charging out the wazoo for parking. Uh, Arash Markazi has been reporting on this story for the last couple of days, and he says he's not going to be shocked if by the time the game starts, the the get-in-the-door price is going to be less than it is for a parking place out there. He went through and uh, was asking, you know, what 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 do they cost? What do these parking spaces cost? Apparently, at a nearby high school, they're charging $175 to park. Uh, For a residential unit nearby, $200. At a nearby home, somebody is like giving up one of their spots in the driveway. I and would totally do that. And selling it for $300. And then it's almost $500 if you wanted to park in a uh, parking garage at a nearby medical center. That right now, ticket prices for the game are coming down below the 600 mark. And that by the time everything is said and done, you will pay more than that to park than you will for the cheapest ticket into the game. That seems insane to me. Have these people never heard of Uber? Oh, you would pay through the nose for an Uber. Oh, I'm sure you uh, would. That Uber might he, be twice as much as that parking It's going to cost you $1,200 to Uber to the stadium? I'm trying to think what the, the most expensive Uber I've ever paid for was over $300. God, did you go to Miami mm, from here? No. I That's went, the only way I would do it. 
I think I went 25 miles total. Yikes. Uh, that's what happens when you're, you're traveling at, uh, at the time that they stop serving alcohol. Mm. And, well, you got to get home somehow. I'll walk. Uh, 25 miles? Yep. I don't know how many PhD uh, plans <laughs> you think you've been on. I will take the under on you walking 25 anything. Oh, I could do that. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Something we talk about on this show a lot, commentators. Everybody seems to have a take on their favorite yes. and their least favorite commentator, Chris yeah. Collinsworth. Joe Buck. Well, ironic you said that. Because this weekend very well could be the last time we ever see Joe Buck and Troy Aikman oh, together. I wanted you to stop before the Troy Aikman part. Uh, no. Joe Buck's not going anywhere. No, You're going to have to just learn to live with oh, yeah. whatever that is, that jealousy or whatever it is you it's got in your je- heart. It's jealousy. I've I'm said sure it many times. It Joe Buck lives the life that if Tank Spencer could replace his with anyone's, it would be Joe Buck's. It's either. Tro- Never mind. Troy told the Fort Worth Star-Telegram earlier this week, I really don't know what it's going to look like when it's all said and done and it gets settled. As to whether I'll be working for Fox, Fox and Amazon, or whether I'll just be working for Fox, I really don't know what might happen. That's dumbfounding to me. And look, I've said this on the show multiple times. Amazon is throwing around money that is absurd. Sean Payton confirmed on the Dan Patrick show yesterday, yeah, they've called. Yep. All of the media entities have called, and yeah, I'm listening. Mm -hmm. But this got me thinking. What would be your dream pairing? If you could pair any play-by-play guy with the actual commentator, who is it? Well, And you can't answer John Madden. That's I know somebody's going to answer that. That's not how that works. Somebody that could actually do the games today. Right. There is a part of me that feels like there are two great play-by-play broadcasters in TV right Tony now. Tony Romo. No. He's a, he's a color guy. Oh. Sorry. He's a color guy. Uh, and, and, and I don't want to th- throw shade at, at Jim Nance or Al Michaels, but I'm saying I think there are two better, in my opinion. Okay, so what you basically just said is that you got drunk before you came to work today. Okay, <laughs> good to know. One of them is Kevin Harlan. I like Kevin Harlan, but you are out of your mind. And, the and other, I would say he would probably tell you the exact same thing. And, oh, I'm sure he would. Um, but to me, if I'm signing guys to contracts, I don't think I'm going to 89 year old Al Michaels. Um, Is he 89? No, he's. I don't think he's that old, but he's got to be. I mean, we were talking in the studio the other day with Sports Freak Brian Hall from 570 WWNC, and he was like, "Al Michaels is 77. Calm down over there." <laughs> he's like, "This is the guy who was 50 years old in 1980." So, <laughs> yeah, math was a little off there. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was 35. Right, but uh, I, Kevin Harlan. And I know he's not popular, but I love Joe Tessitore. He has the greatest voice, aside from Kevin Harlan, to me, for football. Yeah, no, I don't like Gus Johnson. uh, You're just wrong. I mean, Gus Johnson excites people about football that are not into football, (laughs) but he's only a college guy to me. Right. I don't mind him calling NFL games. It's just that pageantry and that excitement doesn't really translate to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I have racked my brain trying to find any way that my answer wouldn't be what I'm about to give. Okay. We already have it. We already have it. It's Jim Nance and Tony Romo. That's the pairing. That's the two. 
I'd, I'll agree, I'll agree to disagree. Well, I mean, you got Romo that's calling the plays out. Romo's no doubt the best analyst. He's oh, the no best doubt. color guy in the game. The, I mean, so there are two opinions on if that. You were that to, and wrong. Right. If you were to put Tony Romo in a booth with Kevin Harlan or Joe Tessitore, in my book, that would be the perfect broadcast. You are throwing shade at Jim Nance, and that would not, not be tolerated. I'm not. I love Jim Nance. I grew up with Jim Nance just like everybody did. If I could but have I'm, the, the uh, voice in my head converted to someone else's voice it'd be jim nance he would be two james spader would be one. <laughs> oh, that's right oh james spader has a great voice <laughs> you know what'd be great james spader calling games with tony romo that would just be very relaxing yeah i don't know about that it was a joke <laughs> but i'm one of the one of the narratives that i care about and very probably very few other people do mm-hmm. i cannot wait to see what this amazon booth is going to look like because they have over the course of the last two years they have chased peyton manning tony romo troy aikman basically anybody that's thought of very highly in this industry and they are blowing the salaries out of the universe i mean if they shell out enough money and put a three-man booth in there that's got uh al michaels troy aikman and sean payton i'm in like that's how i want to watch every game oh that would be lovely aside from the the times that i'd you know will cheat and watch jim nance and tony romo oh jim nance's hello friends i said that's just See to me that just doesn't fit with football. Oh, it does. It 100 percent does. It, it, you know what that would? You know what else that would fit with? Anything. Anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stop and get dinner on the way home. If the person behind the counter said, "Hello, friend, I have your to-go order ready." You know what I would do? I'm going to have to tip more now. So because Jim, I feel just, I, I, it's like a hug. So to you, Jim Nance is like the catch-up of broadcasting. Absolutely. Because you put ketchup on everything. I do put ketchup on everything. <laughs> including steak it would be the mayonnaise Enjoy that. it would be the mayonnaise or ranch dressing for me but me and me and uh pat mahomes we like ketchup on steak it's so good y'all are weird had that last night actually it was quite lovely Mm-mm. mix it with a little a1 make it a little spicy ketchup oh yeah oh yeah that's tremendous your special sauce i mean and now a, a boy in our comments said i want to watch every game with peyton and eli now, that's a slightly different answer, because if I had an answer for that, it would be uh, the two of us and Pat McAfee. Yes. That's how I want to watch every game. Yes. You in between me and Pat trying to keep us from killing each other. <laughs> or keeping us from swearing so many times that every sponsor bails. Yes. That would be a hoot. With Cooper Manning in a in, in a booth somewhere. And Eli Manning outside. Yeah, he's with, not here. With, he's not without, invited. And the doorbell disconnected so he can't get in. He's not invited to the party at all. With the championship games coming up this weekend, Jeremy, of course, is going to be all crazy about uh, the thing that he's crazy about all the time. Making money. Making money. And you found some interesting props for this weekend's games? I did. Uh, How many? and, And to me, this is stupid. If you had to guess how many yards Pat Mahomes is going to rush for in this game, what would you have set the line at? He was the leading rusher for the Kansas City Chiefs last week. I'd say 37 and a half. You're too low. 47? No, no, no. You're too high. Oh, I'm too high? Yeah, it's 29 and a half. Yeah. To me, that is a layup. That is the layup of all layups. Over. 100%. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'd have gone over 37 and a half. I was just trying to get some action on it. (laughs) Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown. 
I would have thought after the game that he had against Kansas City, they would have swayed you off this. Mm-hmm. It's an even money bet. What? That's dumb. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase over two anytime touchdowns should be an even money bet. Yeah. I'll easily be on him. <laughs> this one's funny to me, but not not really because I would want to wager it, but just because it's it's the number that it is. Mm-hmm. Clyde Edwards-Alaire rushing yards. 53 and a half. You're too high. Really? It's 36 and a half. Wow. And I'm not sure I wouldn't take the under. Really? <laughs> he's going to be that bad? I don't know that he's going to be the running back. I don't know that you don't see more Jarek McKinnon than you see of anybody. That's true. I mean, it, provides, it was working last week. He provides a different element. Mm-hmm. Just for, if you're curious, uh, Joe Mixon's prop is 55 and a half. Over. I would agree. And Joe Burrows is from here to the door. Uh, it's eight and a half. And I will take under. the under. <laughs> Aggressively. <laughs> I think I heard on another show this morning that Jimmy Garoppolo had a rushing over under of like two and a half yards. Under. <laughs> you think so? Jimmy Garoppolo. Not even one? Jimmy Garoppolo in a foot race, I fully believe, would lose to me. I hear one like little five yard run at some point. He gets chased out of the pocket. No. 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 With Von okay. Miller and Aaron Donald and uh and Floyd. Yeah, I'm gonna go under. Yeah. I frankly, if it was half a yard, I'm gonna go under. <laughs> It'll be negative twenty-seven. Is there any th- any that you would be interested in? Um, Just off the, because I did not tell you these lines before. We no, did this. you you did you did not tell me these lines. Uh, I'm curious what the props are for the other receivers for Cincinnati. Do they have like a yardage mm-hmm. for? I'm Every sure, one. I'm them. sure they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, don't ask me about the ninth receiver who's no 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 no. because here's my thing is i fully see um the kansas city chiefs trying to do what they did last week with buffalo and they 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 focused on stefan diggs and they were able to make him irrelevant so they try to do that with jamar chase uh gabriel davis's numbers now become t higgins's numbers or tyler boyd's numbers oh they're baiting you into taking this yeah so tell me t higgins 70 and a half. That's, 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 that's close. They're, that's why I said yeah, that's they're close. baiting you into taking this. That's close. Because here's what I would find much more likely. Jamar Chase does exactly what he did last time. Exactly to a T. The exact same thing Same thing is not going to matter. I, Jamar Chase is 85 and a half, and I would take the over. Agreed. I don't think you're going to get him under 100 yards. I, I don't either. He's the first rookie receiver to ever have 200-yard games in the playoffs mm-hmm. in his rookie season. Wow. He's just he's a different he's a different dude. Hey, when I'm wrong, different dude. I'm real wrong. What about Tyler? Tyler Boyd? Yeah. 39 and a half. Over. I think I'll take the over on that one. I mean, I think he's good for 50. Easy. No that I would. Yeah. It Joe just feels Mixon. to me well, like one of those that's just begging me to do it yeah uh joe mixon anytime scoring joe mixon anytime scorer is minus 140 yeah which is crazy because that's lower than jamar chase it's not as good as i thought it would be 
Now, if you're looking for what I would be after, which is who is the first person to score a touchdown, Joe Mixon's plus 900, and I think that is a layup. Okay. Because the way I would see this going is Kansas City wins a toss, defers, Cincinnati gets the ball, drives down, they wind up at the one, and Joe Mixon punches it in. Mm-hmm. I don't do those very often, but when I do, I, it's usually a, how do I see this going? And it basically becomes a prop of the coin toss because if I'm wrong and the other team gets the ball, well, mm-hmm. I don't have the right helmet on my team. Gotcha. All right. He was 7-0 and yesterday, folks. 7-0, baby. He went perfect in the green on green. He went perfect in five on it, and he's got more picks for you right now. All right, Jeremy, hit us with those winners. I've already given you two of these, but I got 50 on both of them. Okay. The Oklahoma City Thunder are a one-point dog at home against Indiana. That doesn't make any sense to me. It makes no sense. Indiana is horrid, and the Thunder are the second-best team in the NBA at covering spreads. I got 50 on it. Oklahoma City Thunder plus one. The L.A. Lakers are an eight-point dog tonight at Charlotte. I got 50 on it. I don't care if LeBron plays or not. This is a team that is slow as molasses. And I kind of look at it and go, all right, let's say say LeBron doesn't play. What does Charlotte struggle with a lot? Big guys. Guys that get to the rim. No LeBron. Your two biggest scoring options are Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. Too many points. I got 50 on it. Lakers plus eight. Finally, my 2022 NBA champion Denver Nuggets are at the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. Over under is 218. If they played three quarters in this game, they would threaten this number. (laughs) Because the way both of these teams are currently laid out, they couldn't stop a nosebleed with a soldering iron and a roll of paper towels. This is a stupid line. But I don't trust that Denver doesn't blow them out. That's what I'm scared of. The line says they won't. If the lines are, to me, the Denver New Orleans Pelican game, you have to go one of two ways. You either believe the line's right and you take the Pelicans, or you think the line's wrong and you go aggressive, two teamer, Denver uh, minus three and a half and over 218. I got 25 on it, over 218 between my Denver Nuggets and the New Orleans Pelicans. And you can take those wagers over to betus.com. Betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. They'll give you a 125% deposit bonus of whatever you put in up to $2,500. So there's there's an opportunity to get a lot of free doll hairs in this. You put in $100, they'll give you 125 free doll hairs just for the action of doing it that's right and the uh the the, i got five on it by the way if you're new to the program started at the beginning of the year with a 500 hundred dollar bankroll trying to build that over the course of the season or over the year calendar year and you're up 78 bucks for the first month so steven tau said denver's two minus four and a half now And, and kevin vick said charlotte will beat the lakers tonight oh i count on it oh i fully believe the lakers are gonna lose just I not think it's going to be a low-scoring sludge fest of gross. I would say they probably scored more points than it did last night. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Boy. But I think they'll cover. Okay, eight points is a lot for a team that's not very that's not great defensively, and you're playing against a team that just plays so slow. 
You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. When we come back, we're happy. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Welcome in to the Sportsocracy, or back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville, and yes, Jeremy and I are happy. We, we survived two years, and we didn't even really acknowledge that yesterday. Yeah, no, we didn't. Yesterday was our two-year anniversary. We went on the air on January 27th of 2020, and you know what? We're still alive. We're still alive. We have all these cool cameras and all you wonderful people that, uh, you know, Get us to get out of bed in the morning. And most surprisingly enough, we have not had one moment in these two years where Jeremy has punched me in the face because I thought that we were close several times. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a cantankerous soul. At least that's <laughs> you're a tank and I'm a cantankerous. So well, especially as many times as I intentionally just, uh, you know, nudge you along a topic. Yeah, it's a, you know, that's uh, it's easy to do. Right. We're going to be hanging out this weekend doing the live stream or the live reaction of the uh, of the conference championship games as well. Don't forget to join us in the Sportsocracy at thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we, we, we people had asked us to do this forever, and we had never had the ability to do it. Now things are laid out to where we can. And so we're going to do some trivia things. We'll do some live reaction things. We're going to eat some pizza. Yep. Uh, we're we're going to eat some pizza. And and at this point, I love pizza. And I haven't eaten pizza in quite some time. And I'm looking forward to it. Right. We will have seven hours of commercial-free live reactions uh, in the Sportsocracy. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just go over to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that. Uh, click on that live video. Uh, I will put. It, I'll be putting out a link uh, or a a, a um, graphic on our social media pages of what pizza places we should be targeting or, or consuming. And I think we should do this. You know, NCAA basketball style. Mm-hmm. It's Final Four. Ten burgers was yeah, okay. That was Ten too burgers much. was that was that, okay. That was why did we even do this? I don't know. I don't know, I'm but thinking, I f- I felt bad for four days after that, so I'm gonna have to. I'm thinking have to go easy I'm this weekend. Four pizzas is right, <laughs> and we'll still have two pizzas left over. Oh, you haven't seen me with pizza. Oh, me oh. and pizza get along tremendously. Oh, I've seen you down a couple of Little Caesars pizzas. There ain't no doubt about yeah, that. And you know what? We put the poll up of should Little Caesars be included in this? Ended in a dead tie, fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fourteen of us say gross. The other fourteen of you are broken inside. Does, does that mean that I get to go uh, full vice president and decide this tie? Because if I do, Little Caesars is in. Uh, no tie ball game my wife's here in the studio little caesars she, or no she's shaking her no head. she's already, shaking her head you, no. you already saw her do that she, <laughs> nope. she said no she's the tiebreaker nope, you already seen that 
There's reflections in here. Doesn't work. Uh, again, Sunday, we will be with you for both conference championship games in the sportocracy. Unfortunately, there will not be a third happy hour uh, coming up late. We have snow on the ground outside, and we don't have cars that go in snow. So we, Yeah, we both live on mountains, so uh, we need to get away from here. Yep. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the football. We'll be back here on ESPN Asheville on Monday at 3.